Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Stop. Hello and welcome to Movie Night. I'm your host, Rory Greenfield. We're here for a very special 80s movie extravaganza. Um, I'm joined by two pretty familiar guests, if you listen to this pod regularly. I hope you do. Uh, One is, I don't know, do I need to introduce him? This is the first time I believe we've done this podcast together since we first did a podcast, which was The Dark Knight, all the way back... Like three years ago now? Two and a half. Two and a half years ago. Um, it's my partner in crime on the AI comic pod. It's Stuart Britson. I don't really need to ask how you are because we talk most of the time. But for, for listeners at home, um, how are you, good sir? Uncomfortable and sweaty. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a fair More reflection so of usual. how I feel. Yeah, I yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a gross. horrible, sticky time of year. But I can't complain too much because summer is kind of nice and you can get to the beach. If you listen off mute, there might be some seagulls in the background on our next guest. So he's clearly <laughs> by the seaside or at least, you know, Dublin where the seagulls just, you know, populate. Um, Simon Dowling, regular guest, also known as Sir Hefty of Horse. How are you doing? I'm also exceptionally hot and there's just millions of birds outside the window who happen to live in town and it's just the most annoying thing. Do you think they're just like baying for blood? They they attack people for food and stuff. They're crazy. Are they just looking at people as actual food? You know, people that are melting on the streets as as potential targets. Giant giant Dublin vultures just (laughs) roaming roaming around. They're Um, everywhere. It's insane. Yeah, I remember from that my brief time in that, that nice city. Um, we are doing something a little bit different. So in recent weeks, we've focused on directors and Oscars and God knows what else, um, films and, and things in, in more detail. But um, we're covering a whole 10 years of film. Um, and we are going to come back, hopefully, uh, maybe with different guests, maybe with the same ones, and do 90s and noughties and maybe uh, do do more recent films. In a kind of in a kind of special, we're, we're going to try and attempt to top five '80s films. Now, when I put this out on Twitter, it got a kind of buzz, and we got a WhatsApp group, and 
I think 80s for a lot of people is like the the fundamental era of film. Um, mostly because I think people are that I, I'd speak to are a similar age to me, so kind of mid thirties, um, slightly older, um, and grew up with films, you know, uh, in, in their childhood, and that's that nostalgia buzz and that that kind of real sense of this is what you watched as a kid. Uh, it brings back all these memories and, you know, just all this buzz. But it also was a pretty different era, you know, for, for film. It, the 70s didn't have the kind of kind of fun element that the 80s brought to cinema and, and some innovation. And so, you know, hopefully we'll talk about a few of the films that, you know, have been used over over genres and, and, and copied and... and rehashed and remade and reproduced and, um, you know, universally adored. And then we'll talk about maybe some of the stuff that is just more unique to our childhood and, and what we really love growing up. So um, it's it's a cool topic. Stu, I know we we talk about 80s a bit, but it doesn't relate to comic book films as such, but um, you're a big, big fan of the, the kind of era because you always talk about certain films from that, that I am, generation. I'm, I'm a massive fan. Before, before comic films really took off, the the 80s is what I always referred to as being my my golden era. That because when I, when I started putting my list together the other day, I I was able to rattle off the names of about 40 films like that yeah, without even really mad. thinking or looking at IMDb lists. And then it was a case of go through and try and work out which were the best. And I, I look at some of them and I remember watching them. Some of them I remember watching after the fact. A lot of these I've watched with me dad. Because I get a lot of my humour for um, these kind of, especially the comedy and the slapstick side of things off my dad. And the, there's some of them that I go back and I've watched recently. And the thing you were saying then about the innovation, the 80s for me, that was when CG really took off. I mean, some of the films we will undoubtedly talk about when you started seeing more computer graphics coming in over practical effects and things like that. Yeah, the there's, there's at least two or three that are real standouts for it. In this, there's this one that I, I think at least two, if not all three of us will have mentioned. It is Even nowadays, it still stands up and you still look at it and go, it's it's not crap. You know, it's not like Jaws where it was a big latex shark in the water. You know, it was still pretty no. cutting edge. Jaws was uh, was a 70s film. Um, yeah. But quite, quite famously with Jaws, they... They they shot the less of it as as much as they could basically. So um, because they knew how crap it looked, because Spielberg knew that the reason that film worked is because it was all about suspense and because you saw as little as a shark as as possible. Really, you just had that amazing score and that kind of build of suspense. Um, and it was probably just released at the right time. Do you know what I mean? When people were kind of vulnerable enough. You know, nowadays people go, oh, it's a big shark. I could have him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd take him on. Or I'd do this. Do you know what I mean? I'll invent something that took him out. It's People don't, you know, or I'll just tweet out for a bit of help for the Coast Guard. It, you know, people aren't in the same era, whereas then it was quite a simplistic time that kind of made it smart. Um, 80s, in a lot of ways, kind of shadows that. It's very much of the era. It's uh, A couple of people mentioned um, Harinda, one of them, who is a regular Anfield Index gentlemen uh, on the desi pod and others uh that it was a big kind of era for technology so a lot of these films you've got the giant phones you've got the car stereos you've got the, the you know 
just everything that came out at that time in it. And that is kind of a big factor in, in these kind of films. And, and obviously the music was, was quite influential as well. Um, Sai, what does it kind of mean to you when someone just says, you know, the word 80s films? Me, music, fashion, really are the things that come to my mind first. Um, just a very certain type of film, a certain type of humour, kind of um, like a comedy, but a bit of a darkness about it as well. But I, f- I kind of felt like it was a f- it's quite a um, a fun era as well. A lot of just yeah. really, f- a lot of fun films that were just, I think if you were about 13, 14, 15 age, they were the perfect film for you because they were, kind of fun but they still had these adults kind of undertones yeah. in them but and a lot of films that you could kind of act out as well with your mates and <laughs> yeah lot, if you didn't you know, if you didn't really pretend to be a ghostbuster you know? if you didn't pretend yeah. to be a ghostbuster with your mates at one stage or another a little bit like they reenacted in Stranger Things series 2 you just you didn't probably have a good childhood <laughs> you, you didn't know you had a you had a failed childhood in my opinion yeah pretty um, much if you didn't reenact at least one scene from the Goonies um, I, w- <laughs> I would feel sorry for you slightly growing up. Um, and Rocky, everyone pretended they were Rocky at some point. Yeah, and there's a few films that we we might not mention, but there's there's just films galore that did shape who you are today. Almost, do you know what I mean? This yeah, is this is definitely. for me what defined you. I mean, you you do dust off the 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 unitard from Flashdance now and against you. I know you get out of the closet. <laughs> what do you mean dust um, off? It's never off enough to get dusty. <laughs> <laughs> in these long hot summers, I can see you relaxing well, the, in the in the, the, the gusset. Seen better days, but it's it's okay. <laughs> um, right, let's get to the point because we've got quite a lot to cover. Um, Stu, give me number five. What have you got? Oh, were we actually supposed to proper? All oh, right, put them in a proper rank. I did try. Doesn't matter about the rank, right. really. Just joint, just give me give me one, and we'll we'll it, we'll all go around one fifth. each. Joint fifth, because I refuse to choose between Die Hard and Young Guns. Oh, interesting. Jesus, okay. nice. So so we're going to go Die Hard, are we? I, I, I refuse to choose Die Hard <laughs> and Young so, Guns. So give me an amalgamation, amalgamation of Die Hard and Young Guns and why young you would hard. choose Young Hard. Yeah, it's got a series of cowboys that get really confused. Die Young, get, die when young get, sounds like a When they get thing. stuck in a skyscraper because they don't understand what a skyscraper is. It sounds it sounds incredible already. It's the time You're travel it. film that you didn't realise that you needed to see. It does look like <laughs> a Back to the Future four. It's got that kind of written all over it, you know. Got Bruce Willis um, and Keith Sutherland and, and Emilio Estevez, Lou Diamond Phillips. What's not to love? That's all your eight like It actually sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what they're making? It, they're making a Top Gun, Top Gun two. I reckon we could get this passed. Yeah, why I, I think we not? could get this yeah. script passed. You know, Emilio um, Estevez has got nothing better to do. Uh, I'll be honest, neither of these are on my list. A, a Die Hard, I don't know how it isn't. I see Die Hard as, a, as like a trilogy. I ignore number four. Did they make a number five? I think they made a horrific they, number They've made five, several. We started rewatching them last year, so it's quite fresh in the mind. And then yeah, it was on at Christmas, I, obviously, because it's the perfect it's, it's Christmas the film. It's the Christmas film. I, I, I yes. argue to the yeah. death. Get it's the, the Christmas film. Says it's not a Christmas film. Yeah, I know. I get so fucking annoyed people. Oh my god, I can't. It's set on Christmas Eve, man. It's got Christmas music (laughs) in it. He's wearing a fucking Christmas hat at one, a Father Christmas hat at one stage or another. Um, What is it? Ho ho ho! I've got the fucking guns now, or whatever. It's like, come on, man! It's a Christmas film. It's not. It's not sweet and jolly and nice. But then, 
either home, alone, fucking, nice. either home, alone. home Alone is quite brutal <laughs> at the same instance. It's a violent film and people say that's the best Christmas film of all time, you know? Um, he literally burns his head with a flamethrower. I mean, come on. Exactly. He would go to Juvie. He would go to a, a you know, <laughs> young a detention centre. He would be. Time. He would be. So don't give me Die Hard, not a Christmas film. Um, Stu, Die Hard is, is a, a wonderful choice. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful film. And it's a film I will never grow old of watching. Never. I could watch it from five minutes, you know, in, or I could watch it the last five minutes. I don't care. I'd always watch it. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, the you, kind of film you, you it is. You can't get sick of it. It's no. just that it's a quintessential action film. The plot's a bit meh, but the plot in most action films is the action's brilliant. It's got Bruce Willis in his default state in a dirty white vest. You know, and it's got all the all the, the cliche tropes of action films where he's able to take down this highly trained militia using a single handgun. It's just brilliant. It is just it is it is a masterpiece. And and also I must say it's got Alan Rickman, uh the late great Alan Rickman, who yeah. this was his first film role and I think he was in his forties. Really? Yes. Yeah, quite I famously. Did not know that. Yeah, so he, he died last year, age 69. So I think he was 39 when he did this film, um, 38. And it was his first ever breakthrough into cinema. Um, and for me, it's still one of the most iconic villain performances of all time. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. And I just thought he, without him, you know, this was the classic kind of 80s kind of proper villain story. Do you know what I mean? You, every 80s film, he was action film. Was he? <laughs> 42 in his first... Yeah, that's insane. That's his first yeah. film role. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's always chance. There's always chance. Yeah, Anyone who says your, your career is over... I'm not giving uh, up. I might be able to get a role in Die Hard 17, whatever the rock doing now. <laughs> I, I mean, by now, you're not dying hard. Die Hard 17. You're sort of dying, like, soft and spongy by this point. Yeah, Still dying. Yeah. Still <laughs> dying. <laughs> Groaning and dying. Eventually, it's just going to be dead. Just yeah. dead. Um, Young Guns is an interesting choice, you know, because I don't think, unless Sai has also got this on his list. Um, nope. I don't no, have Die Hard or the Young Guns. No, somehow. this is an interesting choice for me. Um, what we'll do, we'll come to Sai's choice and we'll come back around and it is your second number five, but we'll, we'll talk about ours. Um, Simon, what have you got? My film also features Emilio Estevez and it is The Breakfast Club. Okay. It's a, it's a good shout. It, do you know what? The reason I couldn't include it in my top five is because I only watched it for the first time this year. Um, which okay. in, in a lot of people's yeah. eyes is sacrilege. So I'm doing this 100 films thing where I watch 100 films I've never seen before. Um, a lot of these include 80s films like Graduate, um, uh, Rain Man, which I watched, I think is an 80s film. Um, yep. yeah, it's very 80s. Who am I kidding? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then this, and, and do you know what? For, for a good while of this film, I didn't get it. And I thought, God, this could be 80s overload. And without that nostalgia kick, you know, when you watched it when you were young, I was really a bit dubious about it. And about half an hour in, I was like, no, this is good. And then by the end of it, I was like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> Did you put your hand up? Yeah, pretty much. I, I was close. Punch the air like yeah, Emilio Estevez. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those moments. Um, it's a really interesting film, and, and the characters and the development just in essentially one room is really clever. And I can see 
obviously it's a director who did Ferris Bueller and uh, various others of that era. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sixteen candles and um, another uh, pretty in pink. Yeah, so he, he the was big someone ones. of all the very, 80s. Yeah. all very John Hughes, very very. 80s, yeah, it's yeah. John Hughes. Yeah, so and he was very, kind of a master 80s. of that that period. So I know he was he was obviously well loved. Um, he did he wrote Planes Trains as well. Planes, oh Trains, yeah, Trains, yeah. Um, this film is is a really. It kind of epitomizes the 80s for me. I mean, what are the main reasons you, you love it? Why is it on your list? I just love films that are kind of based in like a room, like that's just mostly people speaking for the film, which is quite weird because a lot of, a lot of 80s films are kind of more action based. This is like the least action based film you could ever imagine, probably. I don't yeah. know what it is. It, it just inspired a lot of a lot of other things after it, it kind of picks on that idea of the different types of people in school basically like the nerd the yeah. brain jock kind of and uh they just you just expose at the very end you just kind of learn that they've all got a lot more in common than they thought and you find out about all the things about their parents and their family life and it's just a really interesting film and then it's just overloaded with 80s with the fashion and the music and just some great bits of scripting and i yeah. don't know i i, I, I just really away, like the film yeah all the kind of personas as you go along in the film you know it exactly yeah, the yeah. kind of false personas that they all these things they all that portray people think to, to oh, fit in you know yeah. they all do things to fit in in school um and there's some kind of heavy moments in there but they do pull it off really well and, and yeah for a young cast they they all do oh, yeah, it's a really good actors really really, yeah. really, really good, strong the script is the script is one of the most solid scripts um probably any film of that era it's it's a really really good film um Stu, you got any any points on that have you seen 
in the um, long time? I haven't or? seen it for a long, long yeah. time. It, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. The main reason it's I like it. It's not a bad rewatch. I really, really like Emilio Estevez. I really yeah, like it's it. great. A lot of 80s and 90s films that I like have got him and Charlie Sheen in. A lot yeah. of them. Uh, but yeah, as as our man Hefty's saying, it's it's a good little look at you know not not judging people just based on the social group that they find themselves in, and every everyone's got a lot of the same problems, and people that you might think are light years away from you, you're actually a lot more alike than you would think, and it, it's easily relatable because we've all been there, we've all been pigeonholed when we were in school, and you know some people later in life, and it's. Yeah, and it, it's it's feel good as well. The music in it's really light hearted. Music's class. Yeah, it, it's for for people who grew up in the eighties, you do get just that huge burst of nostalgia in the back of your brain that just puts a smile on your face. It's just a happy film to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sure if this will be on anyone else's list. Um, I'm going to go with proper nostalgia choice, uh, which is Big from nineteen eighty eight. Um, Controversial. Really? Yeah, see, I I think I I haven't got any Tom Hanks films on mine, but if I was, I bet you can guess which mine would be. (sighs) The 80s? Um... Turner and Hooch? Is that the 80s? (laughs) Exactly. Turner and Hooch because it's got a big fucking dog in it. It's got a dog. It's got a fucking dog in it. Um, I'm going to go big for me. It's just a film I remember growing up. It's one of my dad's favourite films, and it's got you know, um, we we will still watch that together. Um, if it's on, it's very much a, a film that's on at Christmas. Um, I, I love that. You know, we're all kind of man children. Let's be perfectly honest. Um, and it shows what it's like to kind of be a child in in a, in a modern society in a, in a in a grown up world. And he brings a lot of that child enthusiasm and adolescence to, to other people's lives. And it just makes them happier. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's what I loved about this film. Um, the scene with the giant piano is one of my favorite scenes in cinema. Um, it's, it's a, it's a cool movie. And again, it's got a good soundtrack. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, I love it. I think it's a, it's a top, top film. Um, Seeing that Stu entirely dismissed it, Sai, do you enjoy the film big or are you equally dismissive? <laughs> I love this film. This is a oh, amazing film. It's just one of those films that I, I must I was I must have been quite young when I watched it. I'm trying to remember I don't know, I was probably like it was out in eighty eight well, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't watch it when it was first day, but I was definitely no, quite young it and it's one of those seven, yeah. it's kinda of, one of those films you watch and you're like, man, I would like, I really want that to happen to me. You know, you're just like, yeah, I'm sure there was thousands of people who watched that film and they went down and they found some, I think type of old machine. I was machine. a kid. I wanted to grow up as well, man. I, I wanted to be yeah. more grown up. It was something I think a lot of kids do. It's that kind of jealousy of, you know, I grew up in a pretty small town and, um, I mean, so did you. You grew up in Ireland. Everywhere's a small town in Ireland, but <laughs> <laughs> even the big city. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like you just kind of want more. You want to be able to drive. You want to be able to, you know, do things that grown yeah. do. And it's that kind of that that kid living out that fantasy, really. And um, he, yeah. And I think this is one of Tom one of Tom Hanks's best 
best acting yeah, roles I, as I well. Because to, to yeah. be able to act that way, because he is a little bit of a kid, I've yeah, always thought anyway, kid. you know? Yeah. And he just has the perfect yeah. way of acting. It's his, it's his mannerisms. You know? he, he, yeah. He, he's able, he's, a lot of people, if they tried to play a child in an adult's body, it would come off as cheesy with him. He really does. In, in a non-insulting way. I know I, I'm not being dismissive of it. I just think that Tom Hanks has done better. But oh, it, uh, he, it has. Is, it oh, he has done good, better. Yeah. He has done better. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. a very good film. And again, it's, it makes you smile because it, yeah. it's not yeah. too serious. Everyone, everyone's got to have films that you watch and they're just a little bit stupid and goofy and there's no major serious plot. And Isn't it, that 90% of what you watch? <laughs> <laughs> probably higher than 90 it's probably about yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't you like do watch literally all think. the CW shows though yeah. um, Stu let's come back to your technical jump yeah, the young guns. Um, basically because as a kid I was obsessed with cowboys and especially with Billy the Kid one of my favourite oh, things safe. to read about um, I, I used to do loads of projects about it in primary school between that and in like ancient Rome and uh, oh Knights of the Round Table and stuff like that, but Billy the Kid is one that even as an adult now I still love watching documentaries and reading books about it. So to see a film made about it, I was going to go for Young Guns Two, which I actually think is a better <laughs> film. But Young Guns Two, that would have been early until Young Guns Two. It wasn't even out until 1990. I've never seen Young Guns. I've never two, seen it. <laughs> Young Guns Two is a lot. Is is actually a better film. It's slightly higher budget, slightly better production. But the first one, if you look at the cast. Emilio Estevez, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen, yeah. and Kiefer Sutherland. It's oh, Kiefer, well, Kiefer was the king of the 80s, man. Well, Fucking it, hell. It's... Lost Boys, Stand By Me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Young Guns. And the thing he's, is, he's oh, ruled it. It's, it's actually based on a lot of historically accurate events, but with a, a bit of a twist on it. So it's you learn as well. Learning is yeah. fun. <laughs> learning is fun. Yeah, um, learning can be fun too. Sharing is caring, apparently. Yeah, let's not go there. Uh, Sai number four. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Oh. I can't believe no one else thought of that film, I but it's re- not. It's on my list. Typical eighties film, but it's, it's on my list, uh, but it's not in the top five. Yeah, it's on yeah, it's one of those. This anyone who's either in a band or likes any, you know, has played in a band or has anything has any kind of know-how of bands and music is just is just the perfect film probably one of the first mockumentaries ever made i'd say is it yeah i, 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 I think it's, it's such a, it's a pretty pioneering film original yeah, yeah. Um, i can say having been in a band that is exactly what it's like it, it really is life <laughs> is just like being in time attack. only with only my drum and never spontaneously combusted <laughs> but they it's, always it's, die yeah, it's really it. funny because people believed it though. I mean, that's the big thing about this, and that's why this film is so um, amazing. Is that you know, in the eighties, people told Rob Reiner um, that they loved it, but they should have chosen a well more, well more, more well-known <laughs> band for the documentary. Like people genuinely believed that this is this is a real band. And best of I all, mean, I mean, I know that, a lot. They, they did go on to be a real band. They did start doing. Yeah, yeah and they actually toured, and they re- and they released an album and everything. And then yeah, I mean that's happened over the year years. Before. Yeah, weren't the monkeys just a TV show before yeah. they came? Yeah. yeah. So it, it has happened before, and and obviously then became, I can help you know these ridiculous um, 
talent contest and they all go on to do shit but it's it's this is this is one of the most fun films you know I, again like you i haven't seen this for such a long time and it's one of those films that I, i've seen but then i've seen so many bits of it but not yeah not sat down for hundred and you know, one hour 22 minutes it's ridiculous everyone, everyone it's the most quotable film yeah everyone understands the reference of turning it up to 11 so it's, oh, one of, yeah. it's one of those things that's really permeated pop culture. Even if you've not seen it, you know it's a heavy pop, con- pop culture. Yeah, yeah I mean, even a, in what's the, the film that came film, out this yeah. year that I've covered the the eighties, uh, uh, Ready, Ready Player, Player One. Yeah, I mean that is that is got turned up to eleven and fucking and more pop culture for references, more eighties references than anything really I've, I've ever seen. But um, yeah, on, that's Simon, a really good your, choice. What's your favourite Spinal Tap song? Uh, probably. Pretty big bottom, but it's so hard to pick. I love Stonehenge as well. The Stonehenge song is just, oh my god! Big bottom. And I don't know. Really I, I love tonight. Big, I'm gonna rock big, you tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually brilliant. learned to play that just because it's. Oh, you legend! Yeah, amazing. I do try and. It's a film that I try and watch about once every year, if possible, to read because I actually like I. I, I I work in the music industry, so it's a nice reminder of the uh, of the of how real a lot of that stuff is, and it's just uh, I just love that film so much, and the music is brilliant in it too. Yeah, like, they're yeah. actually really good songs as well. It's, it's not amazing. you know and, crap and people songs, don't understand they're the really good like songs. Harry Shearer is is most known for The Simpsons, but. He did actually go away and learn how to play the bass just for this, and they created these all original characters just for the film. But then the characters became so big and so much bigger than real life that yeah, they ended up as an actual real band going on TV <laughs> shows as Spinal Tap, never breaking character. It's genius, man. And what what oh, Ni- oh Nigel Tufnell, I forget what the guy's actual real name is. I'd never uh, Christopher Christopher. Oh, oh God. But he Ken? went on to make like loads more of those type of films. Then yeah, he made I, like I don't think he knew how to play guitar before he was casting this, and then he learned how to properly play. And it's it's awesome. You've made me want to watch it now. I really want yeah. to play the guitar. Yeah, have to watch it. I have to say that he makes the best when when he's playing the guitar. He makes the best electric guitar face I've, oh, ever, yeah, I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just keeps sticking his tongue in and perking, perking his lips up, but it's just yeah, fantastic. He's, he's been watching a lot of Kiss at that era. Oh, yeah. And, and, Aerosmith yeah, and it's, it's everything, one of yeah. Those things, yeah. Um, Christ, I'm really torn, you know, because this is such a hard thing to do. I could reel off top 10 without even blinking, and I'm going to have to leave out a big film or two of my top five. But. Um, I'm going to go to Goonies. Um, Can't argue it's with not, Goonies. It's not really in order. It's, 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 it, I, the Goonies can go from one to five at any given moment, but I, this is my childhood film growing up. This is the film that I watched. I had a, a really shit recorded VHS copy of that I think missed out the first <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> right. And so no, the seven. car chase scene at the beginning when the Fratellis are, um, doing that car chase um, all through the city, and they, they they hit the kind of I don't know like destruction derby type thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the in the in the, <laughs> in the pipe tunnels or wherever the hell it is, um, and they're driving past all the characters that are in the film. 
that isn't on that VHS copy. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's like so, one of the best bits. <laughs> so for, for many years until it came on ITV every Saturday, um, I kind of missed that part. And I was like, and, and I watched it and I went, so what did you think you were getting bit? like a director's cut or something? I felt like I had a director's <laughs> cut, yeah. There was an eight, eight, nine, ten-year-old me going, shit, this is awesome. I've never seen this bit before. Do you know what I mean? This is a car chase. This is great. Um, and that's kind of quite important in the film because it's an introduction to the villains oh, yeah. before you get to know the villains. Um, but the, even the moment after that, when you get to Sean Austin's house um, and you've got a really young... Who's the guy who played Thanos? How can I not remember that? Josh Brolin. Josh, Josh Brolin, who's the older brother, and and you got Sean, uh, so you got Sean Austin, Josh Brolin. Um, a lot of the other characters haven't gone on to do a lot. Um, the kid who played Data is obviously in an Indiana Jones film, but I don't think he's had any career post then. Um, but at the time, they're all just my idols, to be honest, <laughs> because I loved each quirk about them. I mean, it's about as 80s a film as you can get. It's yeah, like proper all-American kind of film. It's got soundtrack with two tracks from uh, Cindy Lauper, um, which is about as 80s as you can get. Um, I know today um, you watched Robin Sparkles, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> um, and she <laughs> yeah. is essentially uh, ripping off Cindy Lauper in the right kind of way. Um, and it's just brilliant. And yeah, everything about this film. It's a proper adventure film. Um, they're doing it. It's that kind of jocks versus geeks thing, which I always love. Um, and it's just got everything. And it's, 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 it's such a happy film. It's got a great ending. And yeah, man, I mean, I introduced this to my son last year. Um, it's one of those moments that all parents kind of want to do when they introduce a film of their childhood to their own kids. Um, and he loved it. And I'm sure I'll watch it with him for many years to come and yeah it's i hope they never touch it they never remake it they never spoil oh, it oh god it is, no oh my god it's, i can't it's even one of those no. films yeah it's no. just yeah it's just perfection to me for, for that era um and yeah i can't think of uh many better that i just happily sit down on a sunday afternoon and watch so Stu, number three uh no four for me don't forget i had two fives oh, well all right don't um, be batman oh Original Batman, Michael Keaton. I'm surprised. When did Returns come out? Was it 90s? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think 90, so, yeah. 91, maybe. Okay. And I, 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 I take, I take Returns over. But... That was the first big superhero film of my lifetime because the Superman ones didn't really count. Because the first Superman film was the 70s. The first one in the 80s was Superman 2, which was Ace, and that's on my backup list, but as you yeah. know, I've, I've always been more of a Batman fan. And that literally started with the original Batman film when I was maybe seven or eight. It's it's a great and, original and it, film. It's never, never gone away since then. Jack Nicholson was until Heath Ledger, the archetypal Joker. And he's still he regarded by many as being the best. A lot of people still think he was a more true portrayal of of the character. Michael Keaton was a brilliant Batman. He you know, he, oh, he, was the first person, he was the first person to give the world I am Batman. And he didn't have to do it like this as well. He just used <laughs> his normal voice. And it makes me appreciate it even more, knowing that on the set of um, Spider-Man Homecoming, he was walking around randomly saying I am Batman just to make Tom <laughs> <Ryan> laugh. 
You won't have seen, um, and this is a big film of, of Simon's favourite. Is it Birdman of the last few yeah. years? Um, I've not seen it yet because you keep telling me. To I think you should. Like. I think you should. I think you need to watch it. It's. I mean, it's quite trippy and it's quite out there. Yeah. But it's got that kind of throwback to him becoming Batman a little yeah. bit. You, in, in a, a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, and and it's 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 he. He's obviously had a mixed career, but I'm really glad he's kind of come back around into favour because he played a great vulture in Homecoming, a really good villain. Um, and, and Birdman was a few years ago, and he's just kind of found that that post kind of well, late he, career. He's done a Robert Downey yeah. Jr. in a way, hasn't he, without the scandal? He's, he's had his brilliant moment, he's gone away, but then he's managed to pull himself back. And Because they said, didn't he, that Birdman did get him the role of, of the vulture because it reminded people, shit, this is what Michael Keaton can do. This is yeah, his range. This is how how brilliant he can be, and you know, fair play to him because it must be hard to to go away and then to come back. But yeah, I, I will always. He was big in the eighties because Beetlejuice as well was in the eighties. Beetlejuice wasn't it? is on the backup list. I I've, I've got a lot of time for for this Batman film, no matter how how good the modern ones may have been with the Dark Knight trilogy. I will always go back and enjoy Batman. Always. Yeah, and Kim Basinger was great in the original Batman. You had Michael Goff, which we talk about all the time. Yeah, he's um, Alfred. As Alfred. Yeah, he, and he, he was just is the Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy it's, Irons it's, is good, but it's all about the original. And it was kind of for me. I mean, Burton's kind of peak was around too. that era. Do you know what I mean? You had um, Batman, Batman Returns, which I adore, and then he went on to do like Scissorhands and you know Beetlejuice, and so he Burton went, was he just went in into his Johnny Depp phase. Yeah, and it, it worked out mm. occasionally, but not always. Um, yeah, it's a good choice. It's it's a really solid choice. It's a film that I, I being honest, I haven't watched for a really long time. Um, I think I watched and it, it last something, year. Yeah, I do need to go back and watch it. It's maybe we can do a rewatch and talk about it. Um, Returns as well, because Returns is just wicked. Um, Sai, what have you gone for? Number three. Um, I have gone for. This is quite hard, but I think I ended up with Ghostbusters as my number three. Oh, yeah. Yes. Snap. <laughs> I couldn't leave it. I mean, I found this really, really tough, but that was kind of, it's just one of the films, you know. It's one of those films I just, when I watched it first, I was just floored by it. I don't know how old I must have been. I was just probably 12 or 13 or something, maybe Yeah. younger, possibly, but. Um, I must have watched how, that film like so many times. Thirty-five. So yeah. when was it out? Like eighty. Eighty-four. Four. So I just probably, I guess I probably would have watched it around ten. I'd say. 11. I I was born in eighty-four. I distinctly remember getting a Ghostbusters toy. Oh my! Yeah, the toys God. were incredible. Just, the toys were incredible. I had one of the cars on my fourth birthday, and I remember being. It's one of my first memories. I remember being so gullible. That the night before, you know, my birthday, I couldn't sleep. And I went downstairs and my parents were wrapping it. Um, or I saw the box and they were like, no, 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 that's not, that's not a toy for birthday. It's an empty box. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, well, you know, oh, it's cool. It's an empty box. I'm four. This is amazing. You know, um, and then, and they literally sidelined me. So you were an idiot. I went down. Yeah. But I mean, which, which three or four year olds? Um, I'm sorry. Well, my daughter isn't. She's a genius, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> I clearly wasn't. Um, and she I must get that from her mother. 
exactly there i was a go. very gullible young i was still free technically at that stage um, but it's, yeah it's just it like sticks, man it was the it was the memories yeah. of a generation it's such a brilliant it's film the when you talk about cg stew this yeah film looked incredible so cg boundaries well, this is the yeah. one i was talking about before when i mentioned it this that's like what you're thinking of yeah even now when you go back and look at it you look at how slimer looks and it doesn't look crap i don't know how they did it but it still looks good now. The bit in the looks great. The, the library the where, where you first library, see the, yeah, the yeah. librarian. It doesn't look cheesy. It doesn't look low budget. It stands up now, and that is telling, considering it's an eighties film. What was it? Was it eighty? Eighty four, man. Eighty four, yeah, which is incredible. Eighty four still holds up now. Yeah, my kids again love it. Like my little boy loves it, and it's a proper kind of put it on around Halloween time, and that's always fun. Yeah. Um, the thing I didn't remember about it until I watched it a couple of years ago is that they chain smoke throughout the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just <laughs> epitomizes the eighties movie. If you watch it again, you watch how much time they're smoking on screen. It's oh, quite yeah. remarkable. Especially Bill Murray. Yeah. And, and um, you've got Bill Murray in the beginning. It was. Oh, it's one cast. of those things where. Go talk about that. It, the it, cast is incredible. It, it's a little bit risque at times, isn't it? You know, the way he's 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 a bit of a sexual predator. He's a bit of a sex pest. <laughs> he's a bit of a sex but, pest. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like an yeah. adorable sex pest. But yeah, the, the yeah. cast is just brilliant. Yeah, you got Murray and Ackroyd together, and then Harold Ramis. And Harold it was Ramis, directed yeah. by uh, Ivan Reitman. It's it was all just about kind of master Ramin at that. And Bill Murray. Yeah, because you've got yeah, the, they're the such ultimate, a good team. The ultimate slapstick in Bill Murray, and then Ramis is just Mr. Straight Face, but he still yeah. gets a couple of really banging lines in it. Yeah, and obviously never, they've gone on to work so well together because oh, like God, Groundhog yeah. Day strikes oh, as a really favourite film of mine, which is mm. eighty one. And that was really old really? school, but that's really yeah. fun. Um, Shit. Yeah, and it's just, they were such a great combination. And you had a sort of young Sigourney Weaver as well, and she was just oh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you mention Rick Moranis? Because Rick Moranis is oh, the oh, king, yeah. <laughs> king of the 80s, man, Rick yeah, Moranis. Jesus. You know, you had Spaceballs and you had like Little Shop of Horrors and Ghostbusters. Honey, I Shot My Kids might have pushed into the 90s. Could have been nice. late 80s, yeah. early 90s. It's on me back up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. It's is it really film. that? Yeah, is it yeah. really that old? Yeah, it's 89, shit, so it's late don't, 80s. Don't forget, um, that looks pretty good. In the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It's, and then they did just... that third film, right? Honey, I sh- something... Uh, oh, it blew, up, it blew up the baby was yeah. number two, but there I don't you know. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did they shrink themselves or something ridiculous? Something, yeah. There's another one. Um, yeah, like, it's kind of classic of the era. He obviously, he went off to just basically retire and be a parent and just be normal, which is yeah. weird. Cause he did, he he did was... an, um, an article about it last year yeah. with the, in, in major news and they were asking him and he said, so what have you been doing? And he literally did. He was like, I did me films and I just went away to have a life. And you yeah. know, th- th- he's one of those people where there's always seems to be rumours about him. You know, has he died? Has he gone and joined a sex cult? And it was like, no, I just, <laughs> I, just went to ha- I just went to have a life. Do you, do you know when we stop podcasting eventually, Stu, I'm going to say you went off to join a sex cult. I'm sorry, but that's what's going to be I probably have. Yeah, I know, I'm slightly concerned. Um, I've been worried all this time it's going to happen anyway. Um, life goals. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so torn. Do you know what? Because I got to talk about Ghostbusters, do I leave it off? Because it was probably my number three. But well, I could this maybe time at the end, we can go in. back and do some of the maybes, because my list for the maybes is fun. Oh, yeah, I have a lot. It's like a yeah. who's who of awesome films. Do you know what? I'm going to leave it off for now. Um, I'm going to give... I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm being a bit cheeky. 
Um, do you know what? It's really hard to Pope's do. Pope's prerogative. There's four films that Ghostbusters need to fit two. three spots. <laughs> that it's was 1990. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, the film I, I really need to include, but I'm not going to, is Blade Runner. Um, I the reason you would. The reason I'm not going to put it on is because I really wouldn't have enjoyed it as a child or a teen or even an older teen. It took me probably until I was in my 20s to really get something like Blade Runner. Um, And obviously it's a a pioneering 80s film and I get that, but it wasn't a film that I remember from my childhood. So Mm. that's my kind of choice. Do you know, that's the way I'd kind of leave it out there. Um, As much as I love it and I love the sequel. It's not one for kids, is it? I felt like that as well about it, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I only started getting into it into my thirties, to be honest. I'd exactly. It, but yeah. exactly. And I yeah. loved, I loved sci-fi and always have, but just not of that complexity because I just no. wasn't really smart enough to really get the full picture. You know? But it's really um, heavy going, isn't it? And it deals with some really heavy themes that a kid just like, yeah, cool robots is yeah. like, just the surface. Um, I'm going to put on, oh, still tough. Uh, still four films that I really can't squeeze into three. Um, I'm going to put on Stand By Me. I actually um, thought when you when the Breakfast Club was mentioned before, I yeah. wondered if anyone and Goonies. I wondered if anyone was going to say Stand By Me. I actually yeah, think me Stand By Me is a better film than the Goonies. It it, it is a better film. It's um, so close, yeah. And, and again, to me, I think I got more out of the Goonies when I was younger because it's a little bit more accessible. I think Stand By Me for for all it is, it's a friendship film. It's, it's, for me, it's the best film ever made about true friendship, you know, and, and the kind of heartache of it. And, um, you got River Phoenix, just, just, oh, it's just wonderful. And it's such a shame we didn't get to see a lot more of him because he died so young. But, he died a couple of times just on a side note outside the Viper room. Have you? Like, yeah. Yeah. And again, it was a Rob Reiner film, um, which is quite interesting. Um, Corey Feldman in his peak, obviously the eighties was, yeah. was big for Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah, um, and a very him, young yeah. Will Wheaton, which, um, and, and obviously Keith, um, Kiefer Sutherland is a kind of antagonist, which he does so well. Um, but the script was incredible. And, and, um, what's his name? Uh, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. It, it, yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's to be honest. It's man, incredible. What everyone that came, came out of that film yeah. is is someone you know. It's obviously it's a Stephen King book, quite famously. It's it's a short story that they adapted, um, but it's just it's just got everything. I, I I love it as a as a as a buddy film. I love it as a kind of emotional piece because it's really got a lot of depth there. Um, but it's just the kind of thing. America at that period just made the kind of films that wanted you to to go out with your friends and you know what i mean it, it, it's yeah. it's it's crazy they they had a habit of just wanting you to just be adventurous and when you're growing up with your mates it's kind of what you wanted to do obviously you play sports and play games and all that but ultimately it's just about having fun and having an adventure and, and that's what this film really was about um yeah i i adore this film and and honestly any other day it'd be kind of number one because i could just watch it Always, it's it, you know, and all these films are just like that. You know, there isn't a time where it's like I don't fancy that. I, I'd happily, if Ghostbusters is on, I'll watch it. Die Hard's on, I'll watch it. You know, definitely. Um, Ghostbusters so is probably one up. of the films I've watched most in my entire life, and it yeah, never ever loses any sort of enjoyment or impact. No, um, Stu, are you? You've got a number two. I'm, do, I'm up to number two. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. 
That's a shout. For, for um, obvious that, reasons, because that would be my number two as well. I presume that we, I presume that we, that we pretty much all yeah. take that on our it, list. Yeah, it, you've you've got to. It's the ultimate sequel. It's it's the sequel better than the original, and it's perfect. It's just the perfect film. And again, yeah. I, I've watched it so many times. I I've watched pro- that probably watched fifty. I was times. just going to say fifty times minimum. And I remember watching, and I watched that and enjoyed it as much as a thirty-something-year-old as I did as a, you know, fifteen-year-old. As I can't remember how old I was the first time I watched it, but I was pretty young. But Star Wars films are so accessible, aren't they? You know, there's no real graphic violence. There's no bad language. It's it's quite PG-13, so it's more than acceptable for for a kid to get into it. And it probably started the lifelong obsession with with sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched A New Hope as much as I watched this. Um, and for a long period of time, I know everyone loves Empire more and says it's a better film. I, I was really I was really torn between the two, actually. I, I loved the original because of what it brought to the genre as much as anything else. And obviously, I was too young, but I just adored, you know, the, the original. But Empire is is the better film. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it is the, the defining sci-fi film of, of any generation, you know? So it's certainly of our generation. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, and obviously, I mean, you talk about the CG in films and that did take it up a notch, you know, there was some incredible things that happened in, um, in that film. It's, I love the, the snow stuff at the beginning. I think it's just yeah. incredible. I just adore it. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a film that you could do, Hours and I was talking about, and I, and I think it's a fair shout that we all included it. Um, Side, any particular reason why it's on your list other than the, the very obvious? Um, not really, no. It's just such a perfect film. I mean, it's got like we've got like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Darth Vader, all kind of at their best in the films. It's kind of the most time that they spend on screen, probably. And then Jedi is a shout as well, but I just always liked. Empire better. Where where yeah, do you think you know, Jedi, Jedi, which is on the backup list? Where do you stand on the Ewoks? I I used to hate them, and then I kind of came back around, and now I kind of hate them again. <laughs> I think if they, <laughs> I think if they, I think if they weren't in the film, it would be the it would be the better film. See, for I me love personally, them. no, I don't think it'd be. I I I, I, for, I forgive them, man. Like I I forgive them. <laughs> I'm just a heartless forgive... bastard. Of uh, yeah, you are. I know. I mean, we all hate Jar Jar, but I like Paul. I like. I if like you Ewoks. come back around to Jar Jar, that's no, that's never going to happen. Come, if you come if... round to Jar Jar, I'm having you sectioned. You've joined if... the sex cult. I've gone. I've literally. I'm, I'm the president of the sex cult. If I've, I've come back around to Jar Jar, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the worrying concern if that ever did happen. I li- <laughs> literally lost the whole plot. Um, do you know what? I, I don't know how we're supposed to squeeze these into five. I've I've really um, I've got a joint top, and I don't give a shit to be honest because it's my podcast. Um, <laughs> Again, really post um, Can Stu, we all have a joint on, top? Hit, hit me with yours. We we'll all have a joint top. Me number one. Yeah. Transformers the movie. Holy shit! Do that. The anime. You're the only man in the world that would pick this. Oh, actually, not the it's only man in the world. Fucking a... perfect. <laughs> it's better than Star Wars. It's better than Ghostbusters. Oh it's awesome. It's got a giant talking T-Rex. Me Grimlock King. Oh, okay, that is a good point, though. It does make awesome. a good, valid point. It's it's the main I reason I invited Grimlock. you on this pod because I knew you wouldn't go conventional. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't go conventional. Everyone else. 
you know, would pick the very generic, obvious 80s movies. And yeah. you've gone Transformers, Young Guns. Uh, what else did you throw in there? You've got Ghostbusters, quite conventional. But fucking hell, Transformers the movie. That's quite a, yeah. a shout and a half, man. You love this film. I, I, you always I love talk Transformers. About this film. Transformers was the first like product line I ever got obsessed with as a kid. Yeah, that'll do it. My mum and dad have told me many, many times about when I become a parent at some point in the future. You know, oh, wait until you've got the the Christmases where you spend three months looking for one sodding toy. And my mum and dad are traipsing around Liverpool, Manchester, Southport, Wigan, just to find one thing. And I'm like, okay, but then next year it's Thundercats. (laughs) 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 But even now, I've probably watched this film it's probably one of the the film I've watched the most because I was able to watch this as a kid and I've watched it steadily since then. And I could probably recite it word for word, start to finish with all the relevant actions and fight scenes in it. It's, it's awesome. It's, and if anyone's is, not seen it, get in the bin. I have seen <laughs> it. I've seen it a few times. I, I will come back around to it. And I you must have watched it with it. son. Not yet, actually. Um, and he went through his Transformers phase. And we'll, we'll, what do you mean got went through? Of... I'm 36 it... and I'm still in mine. <laughs> <laughs> if my Transformers phase ever finishes, I'll probably need a doctor. Oh, man. Um, si, you won't have Transformers. I know that for a fact. I won't have Transformers. But I, I really I, don't I... know what you've got. It's one of one of two, and I really don't know which one it'll be. I don't have, I don't have Transformers, but I do need to just add that it is a fucking brilliant film. Thank you. It is really good. Right, like, good really is good. It is. Uh, good. My top is Back to the Future. Oh, you legend. Possibly, you but, legend. Yeah, it's probably the obvious pick, but um, yeah, Back to the Future is. <laughs> I got you happy. Oh mate, oh, mate. It. it's 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 yeah. It, it to be honest, I, as much as I might, it, it's one of two because I've struggled, but it is it is one of mine two at the top i i can't i adore back to the future with every ounce of my being to be honest um Stu, i'm intrigued in your take on back to the future you must like it i fucking love it i oh, absolutely I love it it's both of the films um one and two i can't remember when three was out but the first two are both 80s films and they're both on my list yeah, yeah they both make they're yeah, both i really British, yeah. wanted to put them on i've what i remember watching them in school do you know every like at the oh, end, God, of, yeah. at the end of term, you'd have like a video day and a game. They day. roll out the video, yeah, TV oh, yeah. on the stand. It's and, the and best yeah. back, back to the Future and Ghostbusters and Jaws and yeah. Gremlins were always oh, really. Nice. I didn't. I was going to put Gremlins down, but I prefer Gremlins Two and Gremlins Two was nineties, which really fucked me off. That probably would have gone in ahead of um, Young Guns and Die Hard, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, Back to the Future is brilliant. And one thing which is quite topical, because I was talking about it with Michelle before, a bit of uh, sort of highlights the legacy of it, knowing that it was the inspiration for Rick and Morty, which is obviously one of the most popular mm. TV shows around at the minute. And Michelle hadn't even realized the, you know, that it was the inspiration because he changed it just enough, even though originally it was called Doc and Morty. Before, um, was it really? Yeah, <laughs> when when just if when, it wasn't, um, dude, if it wasn't more obvious, I've yeah. not seen Rick and Morty yet because I was like used to, I struggled to get into it, but I yeah. will come back around to it. But 
when Dan yeah, Harmon first created obvious, it, it was called Doc and Morty. From a screenshot perspective, that that was Back to the Future, Nick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So um, I thought anyway, but and it's yeah, Michael it, J. Fox who is one of the absolute oh, kings of the eighties. Oh my god, yeah. You know what? It, if there's more tragedies than Rick Moranis, it's it's the fact that Michael J. Fox did, yeah. wasn't allowed the career he was going to have, to be honest, because he was, yeah, he, he's he's a hero in a lot of ways in in terms of. You know, such a brilliant actor of that era. Um, he just had perfect comedy timing. Just, yeah, he just had everything. Though he was such, you know, the charisma. I, I, I adore Back to Future. I could probably recite it and two and maybe even three, um, word for word. I it's, love it's, three. It's, Three's one of my guilty pleasures. I haven't you know, seen three for a long time. A lot actually, of people yeah, don't I, rate I, it, but I think it's yeah. brilliant. I, I don't care. They're all great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know three isn't quite the same, and I love two. For a long time, two was better than one for me. Um, oh, when, when just, we did, when we were in there. Uh, it's hard to pick, moon, actually. Yeah. And when it we is. were doing the, uh, the backlot tours, we went past the original oh. set where they used the, uh, for the town square. And oh, I, nice. I was buzzing like a kid because it's an empty <laughs> back lot with, you know, just a, a not even a sound stage. It's just the empty front of the courthouse. But it's the fucking courthouse with the bell tower. Uh, oh, mate. And who it's... didn't want a hoverboard? You want a hoverboard. Oh, Everybody God. wants a hoverboard. A hoverboard. And, and the self-lacing trainers. Self-lacing shoes, which I think oh, they uh... made them. Possibly. No, yeah, Nike made them last year for the animals. Yeah, yeah. For a couple of hundred quid, yeah. so that can and get the a old self-drying, self-drying jacket, which is yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, everyone knows about the, the Almanac and stuff or whatever it is, the, the sports yeah. thing about the betting yeah. and all the influence and that. And everyone loves Biff as a kind of villain and even all his Biff and his buddies and they always got the classic manure in the car and it was just classic, man. It's just <laughs> got so many fun men. And a few shows have done the, the parodies of the um, the guitar playing scene as well. Oh, oh yeah. What yeah. a scene. Yeah, what Family, a scene Family Guy did a brilliant one where Brian's playing a guitar and um, a guy rings his cousin, which is Rick Astley. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, so good. And then, a, so, and then so the, good. the Simpsons did one in the episode they did where Homer was having his grunge phase and it was Kurt Cobain's cousin that was calling him. <laughs> yeah. When, <laughs> when Homer was in sadgasm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Again, so I, I, think it has, um, I think it has one of my favourite intros ever where he's, where he's yeah. on this, where he's late for, um, he's late for school and he's just like hitching a ride on the back of the cars. And then the bit before that when he's playing the guitar, just turns to amp, oh, everything yeah, up, the fall, all the buttons on. Oh, just... it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. And yeah, yeah and the soundtrack I, I... for that over that bit as well, Power of Love. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> 80s power songs. Power, uh, yeah, you can't beat it. And what is I'll wearing honest, this little... I, I'm uh... planning to do a trilogy season at some stage, and, and Back to the Future for me is... is... It's so hard to pick the best. Star yeah. Wars and it is close, yeah. And Toy Story and and anything. Oh, don't really. say it's Toy just... Story. You'll make me fucking cry. Um, I'm still not Toy over Story Toy Story 3. three. It's got so No one there. will ever be over Toy Story 3. No, it's okay. It's right in the feels, man. That uh, yeah. reminded me, uh, talking about over, what do you two guys think about Airplane? I like it, but... Because that's on my backup list, enough. and I always do, think do you know what? the lines from it, like over Macho Grande, I'll never be over Macho Grande. <laughs> <laughs> Are you afraid? I, I need to watch it again because <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's been a humor while. Humor of that nature wasn't. I didn't get it growing up. Yeah, you know I mean, I was too young really for for stuff like that, so it didn't really hit me in that era. Um, but there's loads of that and Trading Places and 
all sorts of really classic kind of 80s comedies. Um, well, when I was saying before I get my sense of humour off my dad, it started with Airplane. That was one of the big ones. And then another one, um, uh, Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's an 80s yeah. film as well, yeah. Yeah. Naked, oh, the first Naked Gun was a big one It's for got me. so many quotable lines, man. It's it's one of the most classic films of that. I used to watch that all the time. Um, any any kind of Leslie Nielsen film is so much fun, to be honest. It's Dracula 1. It's just incredible. Um, <laughs> I've not done my number one because you've done Back to the Future, so I'll just go for Raiders of the Lost Ark and be done with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I adore... Um, the Last Crusade and, and Raiders, Temple of Doom, not so much. Um, but Raiders for me is just the classic. You know, we talk about adventure films. The, the soundtrack, when you first hear it and that moment, there's not much better history for cinema than me. Uh, in, in, it's in one of those eyes. musical cues, isn't it, with, say, Superman and Star Wars, where you hear yeah. it and you just instantly go, yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, and it, put, it brings a smile to my face at oh, any yeah. given day. Any given day it would. Um, and... I love Harrison Ford. I think he's, he's an incredible actor, and we talk about actors from the 80s, and he's up there with he the best. He had a hell of a 15-year spell oh, towards Jesus the, Christ, the yeah. end of the 70s yeah. into the 80s. He had a hell of a run with Star Wars yeah. and Indiana Jones. Jesus. Yeah. And Blade and Raiders Warner. a little bit like Runner, some yeah. of the other films. It's, it's quite a dark film in a lot of ways. There's some bold stuff in Raiders. Do you know what I mean? It's not a... You know, it's it's got people's um, dying on screen quite boldly do you know what i mean yeah. it's not a film that's that's for the light hide when you were a young age but everyone watched it as a kid and i don't know there's so much to like about it the cast is just incredible it's a spielberg classic um it must be a john williams soundtrack isn't it it's yeah, yeah and it's just yeah. spielberg at his best yeah, yeah it really is and like i said i'm going to do a trilogy season it's going to be one of the things we need to talk about i'm, I'm um, going to have to go back and watch so many of these because when it was re- yeah. when it started doing research afterwards to make sure i'd not missed any off i was looking going i haven't seen that for a few years i haven't seen that and the the list of films i need to watch is just i, know. I need to it's take bad, like three it? weeks off work just to watch <laughs> films I need yeah. to read out a few that people have mentioned uh, politely uh, in response to a couple of tweets and in the group and stuff. Um, Zara Zaidi, good friend of ours. Uh, Ferris Bueller, Gremlins, Top Gun, Goonies, Ghostbusters, Breakfast Club. Uh, Coming to America, yes. Yeah. Raiders Eddie of the Murphy, Lost Ark. Eddie Murphy had a good spell as well. Coming to America, yeah. trading place, oh. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop, incredible. Uh, Raging Bull, Shining, Whitnell and I do the Shining, right Jesus. Yeah, well, Shining's on a lot of people's unbelievable, lists. Unbelievable, yeah. Shining was 70s? No, it's just the 80s, is it? Yeah, I think it might be 80, 81. Right. Um, there's a few that sneak in really at that uh, 1980, 81, which have that kind of 70s vibe still. Some, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 how yeah. it kind of works. Um, the Shining still scares the shit out of me now. Oh, Absolutely gosh. terrifies me. Even in Ready Player One, they reenacted a scene from that, and it's uh, fucking scary. And it's done with that kind of Ready Player One style. You know, it's different. It's not the same. It's I'm glad really a few people one. have said Gremlins because I absolutely fucking love Gremlins. That that's one of my favourite childhood ones. Because who didn't want a pet Mogwai? Oh man! <laughs> Everyone wanted a pet Mogwai. Yep. If you didn't, you just lying because you knew that you couldn't take care of it, and you feed it <laughs> after midnight. <laughs> that that's up that but yeah i prefer gremlins too because i think the seat the the practical effects got a little bit better and then they brought in all the different ones like they had the woman one and the spider gremlin and the boss gremlin and it just got a little bit 
better. And yeah. again, I remember watching that loads in school on video. They were all we always wanted to watch Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Gremlins, and Jaws. Just yeah, it's yeah. just it's Classic. just it's just Spielberg and and eighties and nostalgia, and it's just all great together. Bring it um, a couple of people, Cobbs Grove on Twitter, Airplane, Stand by Me, Shining, yeah. Ghostbusters, Ferris Bueller, uh, LFC Owl, and it's a picture of an Avi of an owl in an LSE hat. Brilliant. Um, the Shining <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, Platoon, The Goonies, Stand ah, By Me. Platoon is an interesting one. Platoon is mentioned one, yeah. a lot, actually. I must yeah. Admit. Platoon comes up a lot on Nobody a lot of people. Nobody Predator? No, no one's so One person did. Did they? I think. Probably Guy. Guy definitely said a Predator. Yeah, and it's going to be Guy Drinkle. I knew I could yeah, count on Guy. Definitely. You can always count on Guy for Predator. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah. fucking brilliant. Have you seen film. the trailer for the uh, the latest? I one haven't actually. Oh. It's Shane Black though, so I'm intrigued by it. It's R-rated, so it's Ooh. gonna be bloody as hell. There's gonna be like spines flying around and everything. It looks like uh, yeah. Ian, my former um, cinema pally, said as well with Shane Black doing it. You know, he he's, he kind of knows what it's like to be in you know the best Predator film. So yeah, it's in good hands. Harinder Singh, friend of ours, E.T., Karate Kid, Karate Kid to shout. Yeah. Nightmare, mm. Nightmare on Elm Street, Rocky IV, Rain Man. <gasps> Rocky IV, the best Rocky film bar none. Uh, let's have a look. That's a nice, uh, Tabish, that's a good list. Tubbs. That's, quite, uh, Platoon, that's a really balanced list. That's full, got a bit of full Metal Jacket, uh, The Shining, Blade Runner, Empire Strikes Back. What a look for The Shining. Yeah. Luke Chandley, E.T., Ghostbusters. E.T. is a shout. I don't yeah, know. It's no. so hard to, it was so hard for me to leave that it's off. It's so hard. Um, the whole top thing. 5 80s films is like saying to you, pick you, your favourite child right now. It's really tough. Someone mentioned <laughs> weird, weird Science. Jesus. Uh, Superman, yeah. Indiana Jones, Gremlins. Big Super- Trouble in Little China. Superman what a film. Superman wasn't 80s. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to know that one. Superman was late 70s. It was gags. It was gags. Gags, Superman, the yeah. Superman one just because Gags is old. He's old. Feels like 80s, <laughs> 70s, feels like the 80s. When the first Superman film came out, you think he'd know. <laughs> um, he, he was podcasting back then. <laughs> he was. He was like podcasting on a wireless. On a wireless, <laughs> somehow. Um, Guy Drinkle, Die Hard, Star Wars, Empire, Big, Beetlejuice, Predator. Good man. Uh, he got six in the cheeky Predator pick. Ah, the Predator good. was there. Um, Rambo. I don't know if Rambo's 80s, is it? It was, yeah. First Blood yeah. was early 80s. Uh, Gags also mentioned another 20 because he doesn't know how to do top five. Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller, Terminator, which we haven't talked about. Top Gun. Top Gun is a, trust me, Top Gun epitomizes 80s. Yeah, it was on my list down the, down the way. Scarface, Poltergeist, um, which is so heavily influenced to things like Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, airplane trading places. Um, aliens. Oh, God, Aliens, aliens. is incredible. Aliens was well. for me. I don't know how I didn't put that on. I was no, just, I just couldn't fit it in there. Make. Again, the, the practical effects in that, it's. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen any of the behind the scenes photos of the guy that played um, the the xenomorph? He was, I think he was um, an Ethiopian lad. And it, this was his first acting job. And you see the. Um, behind the scenes photos of him and, and he's wearing the, the skeleton and he's just not got the helmet on and it's creepy as fuck it's creepy, he was, yeah. he was quite young as well when he was in it, but it was all practical and obviously famously um, Geiger inspired designs and 
still to this day one of the best sci-fi trilogies. Yeah. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, as we mentioned, incredible. what else have we got in there? Everything else ranks. Evil Dead is is really popular oh, yeah. here. In fairness, it's not my style, but I get it. Um, fair, Guilty pleasure, Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah um, Raging Bull was mentioned. It's it's a 1980. It feels like a 70s film. Yeah, it's I black and white, obviously. 70s. Yeah, it obviously feels it. It's an incredible film. It's one of my favourite films of of that kind of. I, I class it as a 70s film. I struggle not to because it feels like that do you know what well, I mean it's pretty it's, made in the city you know it's obviously just out, just yeah yeah it's like the Warriors the like, 79 and Warriors is one of my favourite films um, is that yeah. the one with Kurt uh, Kurt Russell no the Warriors is um, no one really that famous that, it's it's the no, New York yeah. uh, the New York you, you've told me about that and said I'd really like it and it is on me t- I think I've, you would it's I've on Netflix it on, man. I've got it on me, me Netflix list of things to watch I really yeah have. it's it's a really cool um film it's it's kind of a classic um of that kind of era it's it's really oh, I know what I, I'm really late 70s um, that's what i'm getting confused with you're thinking escape from new york escape from la that kind of yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah uh escape from new york might be 80s uh kurt russell film uh that's the, the one first one thing, um yeah this has been to, awesome do you want me to it's, go it's, down it's, through some of mine there's so many films yeah right. hit me with a few other ones just okay, so we one, can ones box that we haven't off. mentioned friday the 13th um, Ghostbusters two, yeah. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, yeah. Lethal Weapon. Police Academy. Lethal Weapon. Oh, Police Academy. Police so Academy. Uh, Robocop. <laughs> yes. Now this is one that I know you'll all like. Scrooged. Ooh, oh man, it's a, yeah, it's a great Christmas film. Superman two, Lost Boys, Naked Gun, Terminator, Spinal Tap, Three Men and a Baby. Oh, that's a shout! Um, it's an excellent <laughs> shout. I, like my my wife adores that film. I love it. It's great. Weekend at Bernie's, and then finish on a big one. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, so oh it's the, it's probably the best animation of that era. It's kind of early early stage kind. Of, I know it's crossover animation and, and real life stuff, but um, and again, I've got a couple it stands more. Up. Only a couple more. It does stand up. It does um, the Untouchables eighty seven? Um, I love the Untouchables. I think it's an incredible film. There's a really good podcast done on it uh, on this this very podcast by Joe Simpson, um, which you should go and listen to. Um, what else? One other um, which I noticed earlier: Good Morning Vietnam. Which I don't know. I just don't know what era I count in because obviously it's about the Vietnam War, so it doesn't feel really eighties. Um, but Robin Williams is probably one of his finest performances. Um, well, it's just... regarded by many as yeah. I know a lot of I've read a lot of things in in the aftermath of his death, and a lot of people yeah. think that was his. his he's just that he's just his kind of magnetic, charismatic best. Do you know what I mean? I, I love um, Goodwill Hunting. I think he's it's his best film, but um, he's done some excellent things, and I might well do a Robin Williams podcast at some stage to honour the great man. Um, Simon, anything else on your your list? Just before we three start? films that haven't been mentioned. I don't I don't even know if people would have seen the pair of them. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting. No. Better off dead and American Werewolf in London. Yeah. American Werewolf in London is actually my list to see. I've never. It's a brilliant I, I did, film. I yeah. might have seen it, but I really don't remember it enough to warrant that. So I need it's to rewatch very, it. Very yeah. good film. Yeah, it's a really good. Very very scary. I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people say that. Better off dead is one of John one of John Cusack's first films. It's kind okay. of like a. It's kind of like a like a. Have you ever? It's like a snowboarding, um, eighties film. 
Sounds bizarre, no, but it sounds it's really now. cheesy, but yeah. it's brilliant. It actually is really good. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, this has been as much fun as I hoped it would be. Um, like Stu says, I literally just want to lock away everything and watch 80s films for about a week and a half until I'm fulfilled with 80s goodness. Um, this has been really cool to have you both on. Um, Stu, thanks for the left field shouts, man. You you do that's have I your very own reason. sensibilities, man, and that's why you're here. And I'm um, so... listening to go and watch Transformers, the <laughs> movie. It's brilliant, and it's got one of the best movie soundtracks ever because Weird Al Yankovic is on it. If you can listen oh, to Dare to Be Stupid and not tap your feet, and the I love that you were kind up. of leaning away from your mic for a period, and you kind of relaxing into this late night, and then as soon as you mention Transformers, you fly <laughs> back to the microphone. No, like it, magnetized. I, I've got my microphone on my headset, and I'd lifted it up so I wasn't breathing on it, and then I started talking, and I just forgot. Right, I wasn't trying excited. to be dramatic. Just got excited. It was dramatic. It worked. It worked. Um, and Casey so did it on purpose. Sai, always a pleasure, mate. Um, I knew you'd have some great choices in there. Um, just, just classic 80s, really. Classic, classic 80s. If anyone doesn't have Back to the Future on their top five or, or in their top ten or whatever, I, or doesn't like it or hasn't seen it, what the hell are you doing with your life? Just go and watch it. <laughs> just watch it. I don't care. Just, just leave the baby, leave the job, do anything. Just go and watch Back to the Future. It's incredible. Um, Thank you so much. It's been really fun to do this. I will come back and do a 90s one um, very soon because this is a whole lot of fun reminiscing and this is what you do this for. So um, thanks for everyone that listened and gave some great suggestions. Uh, and we'll catch up with you soon. Stop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.